Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Disclaimer. Please do not email us about the historical inaccuracies we are sure to make. We are not historians. We are idiots. Hi, and welcome to Anachronismo, the historical comedy podcast that brings in strange and interesting stories from history and makes jokes about it. I'm Max. I'm Noel. And Jackie this week will not be joining us because she is up at an improv festival in Burlington. This is our seventh attempt to start this podcast, and I think it's going great so far. Yes. So, Noel, what are you going to be talking about this week? So, I'm going to be talking about the start of the 80 years war between uh, Netherlands and Spain. Mm Mm-hmm. When we get into it, I have a little tiny fun fact. I don't know if it's fun fact, but I have a tiny little fact. A tiny of, fact. A factoid, perhaps. Yes. A factotum. A factoid. A facta. Yes. Yes. God, we got to start again. <laughs> no. uh, well, it's appropriate that you're talking about origins of uh, a war, because I'm also talking about the origins of uh, something that has been going on for a long time, the origins of Oktoberfest. Uh, the Bavarian festival of drinking, eating, and having a good time in Lederhosen. Yes, I'm gonna. Sa- well, I got this look on your face. Save my. Qu- I had a question about the Lederhosen. Like, if that was, is it a real thing? Requisite of the it, celebration? No, you don't have to wear Lederhosen, but people do wear Lederhosen. Mm. Besides the Lederhosen, what yeah. were the three things that it was like? Beer, food, cele- and like fellowship. It's, it's a nice it's like time. The, yeah, it's kind of like uh, they also have rides now. And have for actually hundreds of years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you really got your pulse on <laughs> the There's, there's actually there's a weird thing in um, Oktoberfest tradition where if you want to drink wheat beer, right, that's not like a lager or, uh, a, or like a dunkel or something like that. If you want to drink wheat beer, you can only drink it on merry-go-rounds. And they have special merry-go-rounds set up with bars to serve wheat beer. Is it almost a, uh, is it a dig at wheat beers? Like you have to be like, childish to like like uh, do you know why they they hold on i've i've i brought the book i was reading about it here just in case you asked me a question that i hadn't done enough research on let's see here because i really like that bullying uh (laughs) just the bullying aspect yeah you 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 do love to bully people whoa no yeah not true if you don't if you take that back i'm gonna shake you by your ankles and and take your lunch money mm, and then no, buy you lunch don't. with it because I'm I'm mature now. I'm a mature bully. <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to use that money for my medicine. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, There's more calories in this food than in that medicine. That's, that's not the point. That's then what the... is the point of eating? Don't. I guess. Fuck. I... We'll, we'll just do what I don't, know where, I don't know where to start with this. We'll do what, what Anachronismo does best and just assumes. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to assume that it was it's uh, a dig at at wheat beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just going to entertain while we have this dead air. Shout is like a memory in my head that I can't stop thinking about. Na 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 na. Every day, like my iPod stuck on replay. Hey. Here we go.
and all my homies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Well, it doesn't say in my book. (laughs) Well, cutting all that. Oh, okay. All right. What are you going to say? I don't know. Are you going to cut it? (laughs) No. Um, I actually did have... All right, so my... I guess my hot take on it would mm-hmm. be, or my guess is if they're serving a particular beer, just but only around merry-go-rounds. Only on merry-go-rounds, not only, around, on. Yeah, only on merry-go-rounds. I feel like they are taking a dig at wheat beers mm-hmm. or something, or some playful like... So, uh, so I did find a little thing about how the for a brief period of German history, uh, the beer halls were forced to serve wheat beer because of a royal edict, because they wanted to uh, raise the price of wheat. And they wanted to make a profit off of it. Uh, so I think that it might have something to do with that. Well, I didn't know that, Mac. I just... I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how long has Oktoberfest been around? Well, you're going to have to wait for my story to find out. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about the start of the 80 Years okay. War. Well, what was your question? Well, yeah, because I might just ask this later. But I was curious about like how it changed, delayed, or was in any way influenced by either of the world wars. Like, Did that actually... Should I save that for your? <laughs> so that isn't part of my story. So I can I can get into that very briefly if you'd like. Um, no, I was just, I had a passing curious because it is such a it feels like it's a German political treatise uh, similar to like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and then you know obviously with everything from the mid. 20th century. Yeah. So Oktoberfest has only been canceled a few times in its uh, in its hundreds of years that it's been going on. And yes, it was canceled during world, the World Wars. Okay. Yeah. Because they kind of needed all those resources for people in the front. Yes. Yeah. yeah all yeah. those merry-go-rounds. <laughs> <laughs> just crushing. Uh, yeah. Through, just sliding down the trenches, crushing everyone in their way. Oh my god. They it's... don't talk about the real horror of trench warfare. It's almost like that trope with uh, a ferris wheel coming loose but it's a merry-go-round <laughs> yeah it's like I mean, a- fuck man a merry-go-round is just a, a horizontal ferris wheel yeah man everyone knows that <laughs> so oh my god max you were asking me about the 80 years war sorry yeah so in no the capacity tell- of not changing the subject but general interest and inquiry so no tell us about the 80 years war <laughs> um podcast we struggled (laughs) tell your fucking story Um, Uh, so jackie come back we cannot do this podcast without you um so during like the 16th century you start having things like the protestant reformation which you have uh martin luther you have john calvin Mm -hmm. and so you get a lot of dissent against the catholic church which holds a lot of pretty strong political clout i guess in the sense that you know the uh the king of spain is catholic and you know the the spanish inquisition starts to try to root out people who uh were only pretending to be catholic or who were uh jewish or muslim and so because of things like the inquisition spain in particular did not really have much qualms about being pretty heavy-handed and making sure to quash out any non-Roman Catholic religion mm-hmm. uprising, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So the Netherlands, in particular, had a lot of these ideas coming out of it, yeah. and like it, tulips are money. Yeah, and that's just wait, uh, you don't know about the tulip thing. I, I, I yeah. like it was like one of the first world's first economic bubbles. Like, oh, the Dutch yeah. were trading tulips like constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I lost my brain. 
the ideas were coming out of the Netherlands. Oh yeah, the ideas yeah. were coming out of the Netherlands, and they, I believe, were under the rule of Spain. I don't know if they were a colony, a protectorate, but in either case, uh, they were supposed to sort of be following Spanish policy. Mm-hmm. And so this religion stuff wasn't gonna fly. And so King Philip the, I want to say, first. Nope, King Philip the second. Really, just kind of. Being a jerk. And by being a jerk, I meant that not all of the Netherlands, obviously, was into the idea of turning away from the Catholic Church. And some of them were very uh, supportive of staying uh, Catholics. And King Philip sort of did a burn-it-all-down sort of approach to it, because that's what he thought was the right thing to do. Because there was this particular instance where the city of, I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but Narden, it's that double A, man, I don't know how to... That's about right, Um, probably. They they pretty much preemptively surrendered to the Spanish, invite them to a grand feast, Mm -hmm reaffirm their loyalty and reaffirm that they are in it for the long haul with Spain, they get gathered up into a church, have a Catholic mass said, and then soldiers just run in and kill thousands of them and burn the church down. Oh, my God. And they just kept doing this to these yes. cities that were just like, no, no, like these people don't represent what we want. We we're we're totally cool with you. Yeah, I think they would have caught on after like the second one at least. Yeah. Well, I how mean, many times do they do this? They I, I uh, a couple of times like more times than it should have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Estimates around a hundred thousand people in total, and you know these are not large cities, so God, that yeah, that had to be dozens. I don't know. It's but it's ridiculous. It's all these kind of uh, fringe close to the border areas that are just getting attacked. And so all of a sudden the Dutch find themselves in this position of like saying, well, we might disagree about this religion stuff, but we're kind of in this together now because (laughs) for some reason it's just now being, uh, apparently just being Dutch. is just enough to get you killed by the church. They got a taste for it, you know? Yeah. They They they, killed some Dutch people. uh, They took their wooden shoes. Yeah. They took their windmills and like, this is pretty great. What if we just took all of it? Yeah. So, yeah. Some relying on some pretty poor Dutch stereotypes there. Well, you are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm ta- I am talking about what I just said. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're dragging not, this weed into this. Not doing great. Not doing great here. Um, you know, talking about the joie de vivre. Yeah. yeah. And the Dutch, they tried to retreat, but their clogs were more fashion over function, and they. Uh, no, they're actually functional. They're they're more function over fashion. Yeah. Have you seen clogs? I know there was uh my parents. I think. A long time ago, uh, either got as a gift or they went to Dutch or they they had they uh, went to Dutch they went ah, bah, bah, bah. they went to the Netherlands or they had a friend that went to like Amsterdam came back and bought them a, uh, a pair of clogs a little decorative clog yeah. almost um, yeah not the wearable clogs yeah I didn't know that and so yeah. I would hear about clogs and I tried to wear them I like probably when I was like eleven or twelve oh, and little they baby feet did not yeah. fit no and they made no sense and I was yep. like wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what are they no doing? No wonder they lost New York City. Wow. <laughs> no one could get anywhere in yeah. these. So, so they banded together to fight the Spanish because the Spanish just had a taste for Dutch blood. Yep. Yeah. That only more Dutch blood would satisfy, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. If you've got a craving. Yeah. Um, so this started that 
the Netherlands don't have a lot of mountains. They don't have really a lot of good defensible areas. I mean, it's just these small cities, and Spain is starting to make its way to Amsterdam. Yeah. And so the Dutch have to uh, figure out, well, how do we combat a much more powerful force when we don't really have any... uh, you know, forts. We don't have any huge defense structures, natural defense structures. They do have one natural defense. They do. Oh, is this the... Oh. So they have a little something that became known as the Dutch waterline. Oh, my goodness. Where, because the Dutch, because we talked about it before on Anachronismo, yeah. uh, the Netherlands uh, are flooded because they sold off literally the land underneath their feet as fuel to people and then flooded their country and then had to build these dikes yep. to, to keep the, the ocean out. And you know oh, what? Is the, oh. What goes around comes around. Oh, no. So with these armies marching, the Dutch just start knocking the down strategy dikes. of just yeah of flooding these cities and like flooding huge areas of the land so that uh, soldiers aren't able to march over it. They would only be able to you know it's too too deep to wade across and it's too shallow for boats to just go across. So it's just they flooded uh this area you know kind of the front lines and so all of a sudden the spanish are just halted so and these towns are just flooded they just knocked holes tore down like everything to just be like well (laughs) try to get us now (laughs) we got this got a natural moat yeah Uh (laughs) with some of these uh planes flooded the spanish are stopped from making a direct march so they decide that they are going to go uh, and attack Amsterdam via its harbor. So with the onset of winter, they actually get to the harbor. So the Dutch ships are actually frozen yeah. in the harbor. Mm-hmm. And the Spanish ships are prevented from going much further. So the soldiers decide that they are going to get onto the ice, which is thick enough to support them, and they're going to go and destroy the Dutch ships mm-hmm. so that if the ice, even if the ice breaks and stuff, there's no real fleet to yeah. uh, to really resist them in the harbor. So, so they all, like, skate up to the ships. This is, this is going to sound just like a horror movie, <laughs> except, you know, they're the bad guys, so, in okay. this situation. Okay. They, yeah, they sound like that kind of, like, gang of, like, you know, low-level criminals in a horror movie that start to get, like, picked off by the monster. Yeah. Um, the monster being... The Dutch. The Dutch's extreme skill... In ice skating. Oh my gosh, I was right. <laughs> because the the Spanish soldiers are marching across this ice. Yeah. Which marching in formation, probably some slip and falls, but yeah. it's okay. They're getting by. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's a couple of times when they just do domino out and they all like look embarrassed and get up. Yeah, just be like <laughs> if anyone tells you about that, I'll I'll tell them you're not actually Catholic. <laughs> we'll <laughs> ransack your entire city. What? But that's a big flex. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of Spain at yeah. the time. Yeah. So you're just walking around. Yeah, on the ice. You're you're licking your lips, being like, ooh, Dutch blood. Mm. Mm. Yum, Can't yum, wait yum. for that. Ooh. Can't wait for that delicious cheese and ham toasty after yep. I had to wash mm, it up mm, with mm. all that Dutch blood I'm going to wash it down with. Yeah, you know, it, 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 you work up an appetite being on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ooh. <laughs> and then these Dutch ice skaters... That no one has ever seen anything like this before. Like du- like ice skating or like Dutch ice skating? 
just ice skating okay. really like yeah that and much less ice ice skating musketeers who go in like do the whole like stop on the skates <laughs> shoot and then skate off before you can <laughs> even do anything oh my god yeah so it, i mean the thing is the dutch don't have you know nearly as many soldiers or weaponry but they just <laughs> Flood their land, and then when their it's harbor all... freezes over, they just skate on it and start just doing the like just drive by shootings. I but guess. with skates, yeah, I am picturing a Dutch soldier doing like a uh, jump and a spin, like and a just triple like, sal cow, yeah, and just like firing their musket, plow, plow, plow. I know, no. that, I know, you got to take like ten minutes to reload the musket. Bear with me, internet. We don't care. It's for the joke. Plow, 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 and it's like in the middle of a big group of, of Spanish soldiers, and there's people falling around him, and he and he lands, and he sticks the landing, is holding his musket up, and the musket has a uh, a bayonet on the end, and as he like holds it up and like holds his arms about him, it just like goes right through somebody's face, <laughs> and then there's like just these judges on the side that start holding up numbers, and then like you're waiting for the last judge to hold up his number, he's looking down, and then you realize she has a big bullet hole in his chest <laughs> <laughs> he just over. um so yeah th- this is just how their their infantry fight they skate up take a shot skate away um back to either snowdrifts or anywhere that they can stop reload and the spanish have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. Uh, and they start retreating to their ships. They do manage to kill a few of the Dutch s- soldiers, and that's when they they figure out it's like what? there are these shoes with blades on them. What what's going on here? There's some kind of blade runner. It must be a <laughs> Protestant thing. I don't I don't get it. Um, <laughs> so they have to beat beat a retreat, but they do send the skate back to Spain. Who starts manufacturing Their ice skates? Finest being like, scientists. We need to. We need to understand how this technology works. We need to close the legs gap. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, um, they build, they uh, produce seven thousand skates. Start training their military how to skate. But the problem is, they're just not. They're just not up to scratch. No, because they haven't had the, the childhood of skating. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then the Dutch uh, also. In light of Spain's ability to fight back more, their soldiers are starting to learn this. They teach the not just the men, but the women to also skate, shoot. Yeah. And so they managed to hold them off because this is, you know, the start of the 80 years and, war. Yeah. And they have the first couple's skating murder routine on ice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm picturing they're skating. The man throws the woman. The woman's holding two pistols. She flushes the air. Blap, 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 blap. Caught by another skater. There's a quick rotation, and then they're holding them by the um, by the arms while their like legs are going around with the skates on them, and they're just slicing jugulars of soldiers all the way around. There's yeah. a lot of spin killing in this. Is basically yeah, you, you have a weird yeah. You're you're picturing a pretty uh, intense. <laughs> Look, I just think that the spin is the most deadly maneuver on ice. Yeah, I mean it's hard to argue with what you're fantasizing about. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but the last advantage that the dutch use yeah. is that all right so spanish are learning how to skate yeah 
just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noel held out his arms just then, like and a little kid, like a little kid, like pretending to take those like little halting steps that little kids take when they have skates on, and yeah, trying not or to fall. that you know yeah. adults like, like adult, myself, like do, himself do. Just, I do. This. Just just picture a child in like a really big, oh, chunky snowsuit taking those few steps with their arms out, and that's that's how Noel looked. Yeah, but he's a tall, tall man. Yeah, like a weird, like a fat kid, but stretched out, like way way too much. <laughs> Big halting steps, like a uh, like yeah. a kid learning to and skate, al- and also the fact that you know, without skating, and you're just marching across the ice, like soldiers were getting frostbite and everything, and yeah, just getting shot at by these mysterious just people gliding across the ice, firing at them mm-hmm. like like ghosts, like beautiful wraiths, yeah. Um, and so the last, so yeah, the the Dutch just use this to the they're skating to advan- their advantage. The fact that you know both uh, men and women both were uh, really skilled and and were able to then just effectively double their military force. They had flooded their planes. Now the last part, which is the fact that all right, well, so what if we start advancing on some of this flooded land that ice is over and, you know, kind of closer to the harbor, but somewhere else that we can kind of advance on foot. And so the Dutch skillfully thinned out certain areas of the ice and would drive or force uh, in other ways, like the Spanish into going onto this thin ice and just collapsing right through it. They just... Wow. They just... Yeah, they were like the... Just like the water benders in <laughs> the last airbender. Like just they were like, All right, we're gonna use this shit in yeah. ways you can't even imagine. You've never even seen ice before. You've never even seen water before. Mm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think Spain doesn't have water? I don't know. What do they drink, Noel? I've never been there, man. <laughs> what do they drink? What do you mean? What do the Spain Spanish drink if they don't have water? Well, I do they have it now. I don't know what if they had it in the sixteenth century. <laughs> God damn it, no. <laughs> Water is not modern. I'm not saying water is not modern. Yeah. I'm saying Spanish drinking water could be modern. Okay. Well, <laughs> what did they drink then? I, I, I Make a guess. Make an educated guess. Uh, various, like, ales and, you know, wines, tea. Wow. Wow. Coffee. Wow, no. Like, Ignorant. You know. Yeah. But you're probably right, actually. People didn't really drink water back then. They, they, yeah, they, they had germs. to boil it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why you're dragging me through the mud like that. I, just, I felt like it. <laughs> yeah, because I was getting ready to be like, they didn't even start like just boiling water for you know yeah. till centuries later. So yeah, yeah they, they didn't really know how to do it. I mean, I guess then they had seen water. Yeah, okay, they'd seen water. water. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we went down this hole together. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they would have had to have seen water because yeah. they had their boats. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Connected some dots. There you go. The Spanish were falling through these giant holes in the ice. Yeah. Did I also mention, sorry, this goes back to an earlier anachronismo. Yeah. The, you know the whole glass delusion? Yes. There is a similar one for water where people believe that, get this, that we're 70 to 80% water. Noel, I've got some bad news. That one's real. They got you too, man. <laughs> they got you too. Get back to your fucking story. <laughs> yeah. So what else did they do to kill the Spanish? I mean, this was just just using their water. It feels weird to just say using their water. It's like using yeah. the just the their main resource and yeah. kind of uh, thing that had shaped the land, water, just by season, using it to their advantage. So yeah. just preventing soldiers from marching across it, 
this is just the start of the 80 years war so i don't really have as much of like what happened after the ice yeah. thaws and war went, i guess the war went on for 80 more years yeah yeah Jeez, that's such a but long time for a, a war. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if... I want to say that Spain was probably also... Was that around the time they were also getting embroiled in the wars with England as well? Like when the Spanish Armada was defeated? Uh, I couldn't it tell you dates. kind of happens. Yeah. yeah, it just... Yeah, it, honestly, here's the thing. I love history. I'm terrible at the actual dates of when shit happens. I can, couldn't tell you when, yeah. when it's concurrent with when. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, the war goes on for a long time, yep. but it doesn't seem like it, you know, it just seems kind of a stalemate, larger military force versus a more scrappy <laughs> uh, home turf advantage. Mm-hmm. And so it just is a bit of a stalemate for for a long time. 80 years. I'm pretty sure I'm misrepresenting a lot of facts here. <laughs> so for 80 but, years, it's a stalemate. Yeah, and they no one aged. <laughs> <laughs> they were all preserved by the cold, cold water. Yeah. Mm. Just like Logan's run. Boop, doop, doop, boop, doop. That's all I had. It's just a new terrifying thing if you put yourself in the, yeah. Don't in the attack boots the Dutch. of a soldier. It's yeah. just uh, being like, huh, man, look at all my friends that I'm all here. We're on the right side of everything. We're, we're going to take it to the netherlands and, and burn it all down and then wait just, what's that coming across the ice huh, so fast. fast for a man <laughs> Must, but not fast enough for know. a cheetah <laughs> what could it be what oh he's oh my god he's beautiful he's leaping through the air he's flying like some kind of beautiful bird but what's what's that in his hands oh my god blah, 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 blah. Uh, how did he hold five muskets at once <laughs> such a powerful spin yeah the dutch also at this time uh had four arms that adds up. Yeah. There were weird spiderish creatures. Well, it helps with the balance on the ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, like the, the arms weren't like one, two, three, four, top to bottom. They were, yeah. you know, in like an axis. And they know? made spider webs too to catch some of the ships. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Spider Dutch. That's and, a, that's actually where the idea for Spider Man, the superhero, came from. But they had yeah. to tone it down a bit because they wanted to keep it believable. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, you know, from Brooklyn. There are, I'm going to show Max this. The reason sure. Spider-Man's from New York is because it used to be New Amsterdam and there was a large Dutch population. And actually, I'm just realizing that one of the reasons the Dutch accent sounds kind of like the Brooklyn accent is because of that. Wait, what? Yeah. Dutch accent sounds kind of like a Brooklyn accent. Probably because the Dutch settled New York or New Amsterdam as it was at the time. Huh. So, like, if they're skating across, it's just like... Hey, I'm skating here. <laughs> uh, the vocal mannerisms aren't the same. But bada like, bing, bada boom. <laughs> that's, I'm a Dutch spider. That's that's Queens. <laughs> Ooh, look at me! I wrapped up this Spanish soldier no, no. in my in my spider web. No, a Brooklyn is more like Brooklyn. Hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, hey, bada bing, bada boom. That's, again, that's Queens. Why is that Queens? <laughs> that's because that's that's where that's where Queens accent. That's what it is. So say bada-bing, bada-boom in a Brooklyn accent. Bada-bing, bada... You, you can't. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Sounds weird. Yeah. You're weird. Brooklyn. You know. <laughs> Actually, my brother has a really... He's got a good story about helping some friends move, and one of them's from Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, he's a he's big Brooklyn guy. and he, you know, he's, he's a smart guy, but there's also kind of a meathead culture in Brooklyn. Yeah. And so he's like... Uh, so, you know, help him move. And there's this one big box that's just labeled with a C, right? And she's like, "Oh, uh, what's what's in here? Oh, you know, it's um, it's C for cups." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's silly. Uh, yeah, it's the ABCs of moving. 
Hey. Apple themed baskets. <laughs> B. B. Baskets without apple theme. <laughs> C. Cups. D. D's cup. <laughs> e. Enough cups. Whoa. F. Fuck you. Never enough cups. <laughs> G. Good baskets. Hey. H. Hey. I found a few extra cups in this corner of the basement. <laughs> Ooh, they had little spiders in them, little Dutch spiders. I, inside these cups? That's right, smaller cups. Just kidding, you thought that last box was the last box with cups? Nah, this one, the last one with cups. K, it's cups, but spelled with a K. Look, I don't think this joke's ever gonna get on more cups. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know how much of this that you're going to keep on our speculation. Uh, I got to get it back down. I got to get this episode down to under an hour. And we're, we're going pretty long. The so. Dutch were a spider-ish. Uh, yeah, spider-ish, cup-loving yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to fly. So what, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. so what would you use if you needed to defend your apartment from invaders as like part of your natural like uh, ability to do I it? Mean, your natural resources. Farts. <laughs> Jackie says they're pretty terrible. <laughs> wow, gas warfare. Okay, mm-hmm. biological yeah. gas warfare. Oof. oof I would oof, call oof. it mustard gas, but my favorite condiment is ketchup. <laughs> That's banned by the Geneva Convention. Ketchup gas? Yeah, it's not in good Boy, taste. Uh, looks like I need a ketchup with the Geneva Convention. <laughs> yeah, I would probably use uh, our all the stairs we have in our apartment because we're up yeah. on the third floor, and I would like roll big barrels down it. And uh, like uh, jump up and like down, like Donkey Kong. Like Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah, like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I was gonna say, like you know, you have that like kind of like you know, no leave the shoes outside policy. So yeah. just put like boards with a bunch of nails in them. Yeah, and just be like, oh, damn. Well, we have to take our shoes off. <laughs> uh, this is gonna hurt. Oh, oh, I hate picturing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for some reason that's way more visceral than all the rest of the awful things we've described. Just a bunch of boots lined up in a corner. No, people stepping on nails. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, so my little fun fact yep. toward that I forgot to sandwich mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know how it's a source of a lot of jokes and stuff about like how Hitler, you know, had started out as an artist, had some ability in it, but like not enough to get fame. Like it just was yeah, like get something art school, like, yeah. yeah, if he could have gone in art school, he wouldn't have been uh, crazy. Like, so, not the only World War II autocrat who uh, who dabbled in the arts. Bendito Mussolini wrote a romance novel that currently has a 2.2 out of 5 star ratings on goodreads.com. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah, he, he wrote a very boring, um, just poor, not well-written... Uh, romance about cardinal or a bishop who falls in love with a woman. So it's almost like there's like a Romeo and Juliet yeah. thing going on. Mm-hmm. Then there's like rival lovers with a priest or something. But all the characters are named Benito Mussolini. So yeah. it's really confusing. Uh, they all love Benito Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not the only one to uh, yeah fail to uh, dabble in the arts and uh, come up short. Fascists don't make good art, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was he an autocrat or a fascist? Is that Benito same? Mussolini? I believe he was a fascist. Yes. All right. Cut me in saying, fascist. 
where I had said autocrat before. I will not do that. But keep this part in and then just, you know, have it like, you know, the playback logistically falls and be like, Mussolini was fascist. And then, then there's this part explaining it. Yeah, of course. No, I'm not cutting. If keeping, we have time. Yeah, not keeping any of it in, even if we do have time. Hey, listen, we saved half an hour by cutting out our seven openings. That's fair. That's fair. And all the lead up before it. So we're going to do a quick mid-roll break. Hey, it's the mid-roll. Part of the Make Fun Network. Maybe listen to Top 5 of Death. Maybe don't. Up to you. Maybe listen to uh, This Rolls of Sucks. Maybe don't. Up to you. Thea, you might like them. You might not. Give them a try. Or don't. Up to you. Hey, you know what's not up to you? Give us a five-star review on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. I just recently learned we're on Overcast, which is a nice uh, independent podcast app. Uh, it's a cool little one. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. It would really help us uh, you know, meet uh, meet your friends in their ears and reach new listeners. That's, re- that's a I, really weird I, I, I just It was one of the things where my mouth got ahead of my brain and I had to like really scramble to catch up. We're going to meet your friends' ears. They're going to love no, us. That's, that's they're going to so love weird. us. They're going right. to fucking love us. Mm, yeah, listen to this good history comedy content. Love it. Um if you want to contact us, we're on Twitter at at uh, Podcast. That's A N A C Podcast, or you can contact us on uh, Google, whatever. But yeah, our Twitter is probably our big one, and we also have a, a Facebook thing. That is about all for the break. Unless you have something you want to plug? No. Um, <laughs> a few, uh, a few of the the dikes and levies. <laughs> I get it. So they don't leak. Yeah. So the Spanish can kill the Dutch. That war's over. Oh, I do have one other thing to plug. So in September, uh, we're going to be recording True Tales of the Illuminati, uh, a thing that I, um, my fiance Kate, our friend Eric wrote. Noel is one of the starring characters. He's going to be playing the character of Ishmael, and that's going to be coming out in late 2019, probably close to uh, the holiday season. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. It is a workplace adventure comedy about the Illuminati, and it's super goofy, and I think it's really, really funny. If you want to check that out, you can check us out on Twitter at, at TrueTalesTeam. And, yeah, keep an eye on your, your podcatcher for when that drops inevitably. I'll keep talking about it on the breaks. Hey, Max. Hey, Noel. Um, what's your favorite month? June. Oh! Wait, no, keep going until you say October. Uh, July. August. September. October. <laughs> Fest is in November. Oktoberfest is in November, which is why we're talking about it. You're giving me just like this dead-eyed look. Dull, dead-eyed fish stare and all. No, I think a a part of me knew that it was in November, and I was trying to remember why it is called Oktoberfest, even though it takes place in November. Well, you're not going to have your answer here. You don't know. I don't know. Well, I think it might have originally been in October and been moved to November. Hmm. Um, uh, yes, actually. Uh, yeah, the first October. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, so, Oktoberfest. We all know a bit about Oktoberfest, right? You've, you've probably seen people at bars celebrating it. You've probably heard about it. You've probably had an Oktoberfest beer, right? It's a famous German festival of beer drinking, revelry, food, lederhosen, umpapa uh, bands, all sorts of fun stuff, right? And in Munich, Bavaria, in Bavaria, in Munich, which is in Bavaria, in the Bavarian region of Germany, um, people gather underneath vast, elaborate tents, uh, crushed together at long wooden tables, uh, drinking and singing and laughing and drinking and eating and drinking. But why? Is it is it just a part of the German character that sort of spontaneously manifested? Is it uh, to celebrate German independence? 
Is it an ancient tribute to harvest gods, now long transmuted into what we see today? I have a feeling it's all of these, and that's why you keep setting them up. It's none of them, Noel. You oh fool. Oh, my God. You it idiot. The none of the above? It, it's none of the above. <sighs> yeah. The one question you never answer on a, like a school test. There's always one of them. But not this time, you fool. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really aggro. Uh, yeah. Not this time, buddy. Uh, it doesn't so, cover up what you said the first time. I know. <laughs> so, it actually all stems from a royal wedding and a horse race all the way back in 1810. So, back in 1810, Crown Prince Ludwig of Bavaria was set to be married to Princess Therese von Schaschenhilderbergenhausen. Uh, Say that five times fast. Therese von Schaschenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually yeah, you just meant the last you name. You were so happy about that. <laughs> I just meant the last name, too. I can't. It's so hard to say. Uh, so, uh, as is befitting for a grand event between two very rich people, uh, there was to be a grand celebration. But there was some debate as to how to celebrate their very important, very eventful marriage. The proposal that gained the most traction was the one put forth by coachman and NCO, non-commissioned officer from the Bavarian National Guard, a cavalryman by the name of Franz Baumgartner, who believed that the best way to ring in the newlyweds was with a horse race. This once popular pastime of horse racing was starting to vanish. You know, people weren't enjoying watching men ride horses at incredible speeds anymore. And he thought the wedding would be just the thing to give the sport a little kick in the pants. A little kick in the pants to get it back in the national eye. That's interesting, because didn't it... Well, I mean, I'm probably going to look this up now mm-hmm. at a separate time of, like, the rise and fall and the popularity of, like, horse races. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, they were big early 20th century in America, but it seems like they took a dip, so I'd be... Well, yeah, and this is also... This is Germany. You know, it's a little different there from here. No, well, yeah. (laughs) No, no, just interesting in seeing it, like, rise and fall as a sport, because, like... Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, they have a type of horse racing that is draft horses, and the horses, rather than going fast, all have to pull a 1,000 kilograms over a series of small hills. That sounds... That sounds so mean. I mean, I don't know. I mean, know. the draft horses are made to move heavy weights, man. Yeah, I like, guess it's... That's what they're bred for. And I guess it... Does it put them at lower risk of, like, uh Breaking injury? legs? Yeah. Yeah, it, probably. Like, I'm not a horse doctor and all, but... Do you want to be? No, not at all. Okay. I don't want to shoot that many horses. Uh, <laughs> wow. Ooh. <laughs> you got to shoot a lot of horses if you're a horse doctor. It's part of your horse doctor kid. It's a gun. It's part of your training. <laughs> your training. Yeah, because you can't get near to a horse maddened by pain. Yes, you can. Yeah, if you're a good horse doctor. If you're a good horse doctor. But I'm, I wouldn't be a good horse doctor. I'm not patient enough. No, I don't know about the, the injury thing. But it's it's definitely a it's, a... it's an interesting sport. And it's about like some... Part of it is like about conserving your horse's stamina and shit like that. You know? Because yeah. it's really hard to take it over the little hills. So, this was not that, though. This was not draft, haste, draft horse racing. This was a different kind of racing, the regular kind of racing that you would probably be aware of, horse racing. So the king, Maximilian Joseph, that's right. I'm not named after him, but it is fun that we have the same name. Well, the Joseph part isn't part of my name, but yeah, Uh, was all about this very good, very appropriate idea. The only problem was, where were they going to have the race? Where were we going to have the race? See that Brooklyn accent. Where were we going to have the race? Hey. Munich didn't have a racetrack. Hmm. So where were they going to have the race? Well, 
Baumgartner, hero that he was, volunteered very generously to design to and lay build down on the ground <laughs> <laughs> and have people race over his corpse over and over. Mm-hmm. Now he volunteered to design and build a racetrack. Of course, just provided that the government gave him a very generous budget to do so. Like a hero might. And he did build this racetrack. Named the Theresienweiss, or Teresa's Meadows, uh, was completed in a meadow just outside of Munich about a week after the royal wedding. So on October 11th, that's why it's called Oktoberfest, about 30,000 people came to see this race. And do you know how big Munich was at the time? How many people were in Munich? I'm going to guess uh, 20,000. <laughs> no, no, wait. 1810, 21,000. <laughs> 40,000. 40,000. So three quarters of the city showed up to this race. Three quarters of Munich or just... Three quarters of Munich. Three out of four is no, three quarters. No, it's just... There were... No, no. It was more of like if this was a... Sorry. I just got wrapped up in thinking about this. this if this was... Was this just supposed to be a big German wedding just for Munich? Like there was not like a lot of like... I When I heard the 30,000 number, I assumed like a lot of that had been people coming into Munich to watch it. This celebration was just for Munichers. Like, because people, it was, it's hard to travel. Like, the, uh, back in those days, travel was hard and expensive and really only for the upper crust. So perhaps there were people, well, not really just only for the upper crust. People did travel who weren't rich. But, uh, you know, if you're coming in for, to celebrate this thing from out of town, you weren't, you were, it's like a drop in the bucket kind of a thing. It was mostly the people of Munich. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wait, so they, I have way too many questions for this. This, this is such a small detail. <laughs> no, I no. It's just fascinating. No, it was just the buildup of like, hey, this premier people mm-hmm. from wedding. Mm-hmm. They secured money for it from like the not like the Munich government, but like the German government. Yeah, like it's just I felt like the this was going to be such like a on a on a national scale. Well, Munich is the cap. Well, it's the the Bavarian government, not the German government. Bavaria is a, a small nation compared to Germany. Uh, and this was, yeah, Munich was the capital city of Bavaria. So, yeah. When did Bavaria become part of I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to Google it. All right, cool. Well, I had some questions, and, and you've answered them to the best of your ability, so I say thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, you're well, yeah. <laughs> so, the royal family lay out free food and free beer. So people are having a blast. They're eating, they're drinking, they're celebrating. They're laying heavy, heavy bets on this horse race. Heavy bets. And the day is beautiful. The sun's shining down. Everybody's happy, and they watch this race. And there's this, this, this one beautiful, intense race. And round in the corner, winning the race, comes our man, designer of the racetrack, proposer of the race, Franz Baumgartner. He he wins. <laughs> he wins this race yeah. for this racetrack that he designs that he proposed. Hmm, this <laughs> sounds a little suspicious. <laughs> it's incredibly suspicious. And in, in our day and age, maybe he would have been asked not to compete. Yeah. However, back then, all this did was make him the odds-on favorite to win. Well, and yeah. because everyone bet on him to win, because everyone expected him to win, no one was really mad about him winning. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wins a lot, but everybody wins a little money. <laughs> That's nice. You yeah. win a little money because because uh, the odds on favorite man who designed the track and proposed the race won the race. I would love to think it's just because like the the lanes. Uh, well, I don't know if actually 
all horse tracks are if they're laneless, but it's like he's just on the inside track and it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he has a special Franz uh, lane for just for him that's separate yeah. from all the others. That's just a straight line. Yeah. It goes up and then back. <laughs> Why, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> and it's in the middle of the racetrack. Uh, um, but yeah, he he said he, he he in an amazing upset wins the race. Yeah, <laughs> as the other three legged horses struggle to keep up. Yeah, they all fell in a lot of mysterious traps that his lane was free of somehow. That That's no one knows luck. where they came from. It's just bad luck. You know, you can't you can't blame that on him. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. That's that's that's. You know, it's just act of nature. Act, act of God, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All your horses, you know, rat, rode through a bunch of horse guillotines. Uh, a couple were caught, caught in horse nets. A little like a, like a horse, like some of them was like a reconstructed school scene for <laughs> one of the horses where they had a bunch of other horses that looked like bullies mm-hmm. from back in that horse's mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, uh, Colt. Your your mom gonna pick you up? It's like no, I'm I'm technically mature now because I'm I'm two and a half years old, and they're like, uh, 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 me, oh, horse <laughs> stuff and been a big horse locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just neighing and pounding at the yeah, door that, with his big hooves. Just like no, that, oh my god, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> uh. Shows up to to a big test and he's and he's wearing pants and yes. he's like, wait, I don't need to wear pants. I'm a horse. Oh <laughs> One horse just steps on a area of the track that doesn't look any different from the rest of the areas, but uh, suddenly we found, he's like launched in the air on a big spring platform and goes sailing into the stands. Another horse is like running towards like just be like, oh, there's other horses running right towards me. No, get out of the way. <laughs> no, this is my lane. I'm supposed to be going this way. Just crashes into the mirror and just <laughs> falls over. Yeah, but mysteriously, Francis was free of all of those. Yeah, yeah. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody goes home with some money in their pocket, which they spend on more beer. And everybody agrees, oh, it was such a great time. This wedding celebration was so fun. Let's let's do it again next year. Let's celebrate this wedding again next year. Okay. So they all go out. They The next year, they hold another big race. They all come drink again. They all come party again. This time, the crown, you know, the crown is like, we're not paying for a second celebration. They're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they and they, they have they have a nice time with them, you know, with all of that. And they do it again the following year because everyone had such a nice time. And by 1818, the first beer vendors start showing up of the local brewers to Hell sell yeah. beer. And uh, they start setting up these big tents where you can just go buy just this brewery's beer and have a nice time. They bring some oompa-pa bands. And they're like, hey, this is so fun. We're all so drunk. You know what would be great with this? Rides. <laughs> I was going to say food. And they start bringing in roller coasters and merry-go-rounds. What? Yeah, well, technically, they're not roller coasters. They're like big slidey hills and stuff like that. Big slidey hills. Big slidey hills. Uh, but yeah, and it's uh, like they and they start all sorts of um, all sorts of fun rides and attractions, which they still have rides at uh, Oktoberfest today in Bavaria, now, which seems like a terrible idea. Wait, <laughs> but they still have rides? They still have rides. What is it? Why, wait, why would it be a bad? Because they've been drinking so much, Noel. Well, I mean, you ever been on a roller coaster drunk? No, I mean, I've really been on one sober, I guess. Either I don't. You've been on a roller coaster? No, or I haven't been on a roller coaster. Are you too tall to ride years. them? 
Uh, no, I just don't like him that much. That's fair. Yeah, I, I hate that. I don't. Like, I don't like him. Stomach feeling so I, much. Like when you go down. Yeah. Like I enjoy them, but I don't enjoy them enough to go to a to like a, a theme just, park. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as the operator's not drunk, like well, you, you can be a bit buzzed and be on a ride. Sure, but you know, October is there's a lot of drinking. No, I feel like I'm be sure a lot they of drink responsibly. I, they don't. They simply don't. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the Teresen Weiss is still the uh, you know, the ancestral grounds where Oktoberfest still happens every year. The original racetrack, which has been preserved as a historic site. What uh, you had mentioned when we had first started talking about the the wheat beer restriction. Yeah. What? How did the wheat beer play into? Oh, there were these brewing laws uh, back in like the 1850s, where the crown started requiring brewers to make and sell wheat beer uh, and to sell it at Oktoberfest and. Like, it uh, wasn't as popular and it wasn't the traditional style, and brewers resented being told to make it. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know if that's why it's now only sold in merry go rounds. But, I, uh, I always wonder if the merry go round thing has some connection to the racetrack because it's like the, the horse is yeah. going around. That's actually that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. Also, Man. like, if that, uh, who's it? Bomb, bombing. Bombing fun, Fred Baum Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. If he had, it's like, wow, that horse. It's just, God, it's barely moving at all, but it's going so fast. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be getting tired at all. <laughs> its legs aren't moving even a bit. Oh my God! Uh, uh, he accidentally bumped it too much, and its shoulder caved in. But uh, it's fine. It's, it's, it's <laughs> still okay. running. God, and that's man. it's fine. Even though it's got that big pole through See, its back, and people say that. Horses are mostly made of water, like people. <laughs> How wrong they How are. How wrong they were. Give me another beer. <laughs> I'm mostly made of beer. Glop, 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 glop. The Oktoberfest actually outlasted the wedding it was meant to celebrate, even. Oh, yeah. Um, not just because they died, but well, yeah. because Prince Franz, who at this point was King Franz. Sorry, not King Franz. Uh, Prince Ludwig. Ludwig, who at this point was King Ludwig, in 1846, uh, took a mistress of a... Dancer, provocateur, and philosopher who, uh, you know, she danced with the king. He fell in love. He took her as his mistress. The people of Bavaria thought that was shitty. Yeah. And uh, they forced the king to abdicate because they were so upset about this. And Lola, the dancer, thinker, etc., Lola Montez, was forced to flee uh, the country of Bavaria. They call her Lola. <laughs> she <laughs> ruined, like, ruined the throne. <laughs> And now she, he's running along. His name was Bomb yeah. Guy. Lud- and he was real fly. <laughs> As he went around the track and didn't even look back. Everyone's yeah. super drunk, but they drank responsibly at the October, October Fest. People think it is the best. They have merry-go-rounds, drinking and sausage and old men in hot pants at the October Oktoberfest. And they actually celebrated Oktoberfest the same year they ran King Ludwig out of the country. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know if you're keeping that song, but yeah, oh, I it was. We'll see. Yeah, it was a thing. Oh yeah, so that is the origin of Oktoberfest. So if you've ever enjoyed uh, an Oktoberfest beer, you have Baumgartner, Ludwig, and Therese to thank for it. And 
King Maximilian Joseph, and of course the people of Bavaria. We're not thinking Lola. No. Okay. Lola didn't really help out make Oktoberfest. Okay. She got together with the king, and uh, they had a good time together. And by all accounts, he was a you know pretty strong, cool woman. But uh, no, she didn't really help make Oktoberfest. Right. The end. <laughs> so, uh, Noel, what what would a celebration of uh, you and Jackie's relationship look like? The people would like adopt for hundreds of years. Oh my god, it would be like I feel like it would resemble Halloween in a lot of ways. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I was gonna just say there'd be it'd be a lot of puppies uh-huh. and candy. Uh-huh. So maybe Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it'd probably be it, it would. I feel comfortable in saying it would involve probably a lot of puppies. Yeah. Just, just like rooms full of puppies that you can just lie down in and have roll them around in, yeah. jump on you, yeah. face and go, ha. Yeah. <laughs> so every year at the end of the celebration, just gangs of feral puppies would roam the city. Yeah, and then yeah. they would have dogs, and by that time next year, there'd be a new new wave of new wild wild puppies. Dog yeah, puppies, and yeah. That would get increasingly wild <laughs> over time, and probably super dangerous. Yeah. But it's still fun. Just like Jackie. Just like Jackie. Eventually, it would turn into a running of the dogs. <laughs> oh, that would be so <laughs> Just because you're running in the corner, you're, <laughs> and little, little around tiny... the corner, it seems like a wave of puppies. Oh, God. Put a little <laughs> tiny, like, horn, horns horn on them. On, like, a little soft, crushable uh, hat. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cute. Nipping uh, at your heels. That's what Jackie wants to train a, a dog to yeah. bite at my ankles, ankles. When, when she says, she says dance. make them dance yeah, yeah. make them dance. dance yeah the puppy just goes <laughs> nipping at my ankles and <laughs> dancing and clapping oh. uh, this has come up so many times on this this show mm-hmm. yeah uh, well that's gonna do it for us uh, here on Anachronismo thank you so much for joining us uh, I'm glad that we got to talk about just a lot of bullshit we took we took so many tries at so many parts of the, this episode let's start I, over man okay let's start over are we ready Hi, Hi, and welcome, welcome to, to Anachronismo. Anachronismo. And I'm tired. <laughs> and this has been Anachronismo. Anachronismo. I'm Max. I'm Noel. <laughs> and this has been Anachronismo. 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 Wow. Welcome to Anachronismo. I'm Mr. Magoo. And I'm his friend, also Mr. Magoo. I don't need my glasses to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I'm why I need to go get my microphones. Oh, wait, is this a microphone or a turkey leg? Ooh. Well, Ooh. What, whatever it is, it's here on Anachronismo. Heavens to Murgatroyd. That's right, it's me. <laughs> Top Cat. He run Anachronismo. Isn't that Snagglepuss? It's me, Snagglepuss. <laughs> On oh, Anachronismo. Snagglepuss. What if our buttholes were to kiss? <laughs> come here and... Come Mwah. Here and Mwah. Mm. I can't see Meow, you. meow, meow. Uh, well, thanks. thanks for joining us. On Anachronismo. Yeah. You fucks. <laughs> Brought to you by Make Fun Network. <laughs>